What's up, movie fans and Netflix bingers? This is the Bros Who Binge Podcast. My name is Adam Schubert, and as always, I'm joined by Lyndon Burton. Lyndon, how are you doing this week? I'm doing it's been well, a man. For you, right? Wait, what's up? It's been rough though for you, right? Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. I'm, I'm doing well now. I was sick earlier in the week. I'm about to go to the beach. Finally, feeling healthy, excited. Wasn't no COVID stuff. Was st- stomach thing, stomach bug. Didn't get to watch Titans or Heels. Reservoir Dogs, but we're still giving y'all a show. Me and Schubert both watched the movie Kate, so we're going to be reviewing that, talking about the news, and then next week you're going to get Double Heels review, Double Titans, Reservoir Dogs, the whole kid and caboodle, and I think Star Star Wars Visions might have started by then. I think you're right. Yeah. Not 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 100% certain. Because people were reviewing it today, and I I thought it might have dropped today. Yeah, I was looking at the same thing because I saw someone be like, they're definitely they were like there are definitely some low stories but even the low stories are captivating yep so but we'll get to that when we do but excited to be here with you as always side note if you haven't checked out the latest run it back yet do it now the midsummer run it back is one of the best reviews we've done it was absolutely hilarious it was hilarious it was phenomenal that's the only way that movie should be reviewed the way we did it go check it out but on that, yeah, I'm doing doing. I right, should be going to the beach, man. Haven't been to the beach in a long time. Gonna ha- have like beach shirts, like the like a, a button down. I'm gonna have my chest hairs out. You see, I got the fresh cut. Gonna have. I don't know if I'm gonna do a tequila drink or some Hennessy on the beach. I'm not sure. Might do Corona, but like sick. I'm not trying to drink like eight beers to get faded. Like I'm trying to drink like two, three drinks and then chillax for a little bit. Because I'm gonna have to drink a, six get you beers. A mojito, bro. Give me a mojito from where? I don't know. Exactly. That, that was what I was sipping in Mexico, and that was all I, all I was oh, on was that mojito okay. life. So you were drinking? Was it tequila? Was the liquor? Oh, I don't. I don't know. I just went up there. I was like, "Make me a mojito." See, make you went mojito. to someone and said, "Make me a mojito." I don't know if I could go to someone and say, "Make me a mojito." I'm just going to the beach now. I will be going out. Like I'm going to the casino. I'm excited for that gonna be a good trip but i digress we're gonna talk about movies and tv and we got a lot to discuss yeah there's definitely a lot to to get in there on about different news that came up because we were talking about maybe not doing it this week but there was at least one big story that came out that was definitely worth talking about and a few big trailers so we'll be diving into all that um so yeah let's go ahead and jump right into it so the big news of the week is that HBO Max is developing a series about the Penguin that will be a spinoff of the Batman feature film. Colin Farrell is set to play the notorious supervillain in the Batman, um, but Farrell has been, he has been approached to star in the spinoff series, but no deal has currently been in place. It'd be big, big if they got him for a series. Uh, sources also say they that Lauren, Lauren LaFranc is attached to write the script for the project, which is in its very very early stages, the show would supposedly delve into Penguin's rise to power in the Gotham crime underworld. The Batman director Matt Reeves and films producer Dylan Clark would also executive produce. It could be earlier in Penguin's time, so that maybe it could go with like a different actor. True, could do that. That could solve the problem of of doing um, having Robert Pattinson there. But my thing is, are we just doing Gotham again? Like. Are we just getting different shows that are just Gotham-esque? Like, 
What's going on? But I, I mean, look. Like, is this gonna run least... along? Also, would this run alongside that other Gotham PD show? The the GCPD show? Yeah, that's another question. But I'll say this: Matt Reeves has a universe planned. I believe in Matt Reeves. I'm I'm in it. I'm in it. I'm sold. I I just am. Yeah, very similar to the concept of Gotham, but I feel like this this is Matt Reeves kind. Of, this is almost like Matt Reeves retconning that as being like. Forget everything that you saw when you watched that show. Like this is this like is my how universe. this universe is built within the Penguin's crime underworld, and you know, yep. definitely something that we want to hear when it comes to these Batman series spinoffs. Also, wondering, well, again, you know, wondering how other things will tie in, like Batgirl and stuff like that. But uh, I still think that this is going to be something that takes place, you know, pre-Batman, like maybe early in Oswald's time to kind of see his come up. So see, I, I'm very interested it, to see the first Batman movie because this does it take place like right when he gets back to Gotham when he's getting ready to build towards year one? Like, does this take place while he's away training? Like, there's just a lot of things that I'm interested in with this. But a lot of you pieces know, Matt, of the Matt puzzle Reeves, that you got to connect. He's doing the damn thing, and we're gonna see the next Batman trailer come uh come DC fandom. Soon, so we'll yeah. know something soon enough. But yeah, I thought that was a pretty big story. Definitely worth noting, but definitely gets us more excited for the Batman. Yeah. Uh, but something else that we're super excited about, The Boys Season 3, it is wrapped. So we should be we're seeing some... Soon. We should be seeing some trailers, some first looks pretty soon. I think we're getting it somewhere March, next year. May? March, May? The season drops year. March, May? There we go. Something like that. That's, that's what I'm thinking. Like I think it'll drop definitely before... like. I don't think we'll get it before Christmas. I don't see us getting it this year, but definitely March or May. Yeah, I think they may be trying to figure out when's the best time to do that, especially with all the other stuff that Amazon's trying to put out. Maybe mm-hmm. they're trying to like layer it in within. Because they, they know this is a, it's a big drop. Toes, you know? Yeah, the because bo- the yeah. boys is going to be the thing people talk about for like the as long as it's out. So you got to plan and, that accordingly. And also, maybe they're trying to plan in to overshadow other streaming services. Mm, maybe that's Streaming too, wars true. continue. True, 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 true. Uh, but moving on to that, we got some trailers to talk about. Let's. Uh, I'm going to talk about the, the stupid one real quick. Unidentified with Demi Lovato. The Peacock series of Demi Lovato doing her paranormal like paranormal bullshit, trying to find ghosts <laughs> and aliens. She starts off the trailer, she's like, yeah, I had an alien encounter at Joshua Tree. I'm like, no, girl, you were on drugs. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking that. I, I didn't want to say it, but you said I'm it. Sorry. So it. <laughs> I mean, I'm so, I'm sorry, but I mean, like, that's it, the fact. I mean, no one goes to Joshua Tree and and, and isn't you know taking a little something. We don't know when when this was in her timeline, and we know in her timeline there's been some crazy times. So I don't know what alien she saw. What is Joshua Tree? There. Is that like a place in it's Bama? A desert. Oh, it's the desert. Okay. Yeah, okay. it's uh, it's in California. It's the it's in the desert. If you watch them, there's a movie called Ingrid Goes West. That's really the oh way. yeah. You've seen that movie? Yeah, with O'Shea Jackson and uh. Yeah, where April they go in the in the desert? That's Joshua Tree. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah she would do some some ayahuasca out there, some shit like that, and so yeah. something like that. So she's taking right. her friends around, taking her friends around to look for paranormal stuff. Wow, getting them a check. I I don't blame her. Um, that's gonna be a peacock. Uh, the other the bit of nonsense was the Aquaman King of Atlantis cartoon, goofy BS. 
It looked okay. Well, it didn't look bad, but it looked like... I'll probably watch it. It's, it's some yeah, I watched PBS. the first episode. I watched the first episode for sure. That uh, same kind of... That Jellystone cartoon style that HBO Max has got going right now. Mm-hmm. So, we'll see how it goes. Um, but let's get into the big stuff. First off, let's talk West Side Story. Uh, you know, I think it's going to be... A, it's definitely theatrical. It's gonna be a big movie for people, but like I don't know if it's gonna be great. Like it, it looks it it has that Spielberg sheen to it. Like even seeing yeah. more of it, like when I I remember when I said that when I first saw the first trailer, I was like, it looks very well polished. But like seeing more of this movie now, it looks very like Steven that whatever tint he put on um on fucking uh what's that movie he just did with uh. The video game, whatever. No, like, Ready Player One. Ready, the tint that was in the Oasis looks like the tint on this movie. A super bright, really? super a lot of like just brightly colored. Like it looks very old school Hollywood, but done in twenty twenty one. The only thing that kept bugging me was like the leader of the Jets was the dude from Panic, and I'm just like, I'm just like, Ugh, this guy, that guy. <laughs> Romeo so, and Juliet, whatever. Yeah, but um, definitely going to be something to. I think I think this is one of those that is does justice like within the heights when in the heights came out for it to be straight to HBO Max. Mm-hmm. This is the kind of thing that I would watch straight to HBO Max, but wouldn't go to. The but see, theater, no, see. it's not even going. I don't think it's going straight to HBO Max. I think this is a a, a, a theater exclusive, huh? I guess, but I mean, like. Cause is it Warner uh, Brothers or is it Universal? It's Warner Brothers. Oh, this is gonna be on HBO Max then. Okay, I thought it was some yeah. Universal thing. Okay, yeah, it'll be on HBO Max. I'll probably watch that on HBO Max, but it's gonna be like one of those Oscar contender bait things. And honestly, that's probably why we haven't heard much from Ansel Elgort because Spielberg was like, "Look, bro, did you do what you were accused of? If you didn't, don't say a fucking word until this after this movie drops." Like, I'm, I'm, I've still been waiting on the Ansel Elgort Me Too movement, like. That was a thing. Yeah, you know, I've honestly forgot about that. But but that was a that thing. Up. Like it, ma- people made me uncomfortable to say I love Baby Driver. Had Kevin Spacey and Ansel Elgort. Like sheesh. But he's been quiet. He's been low. And I guess like it's not true. I, I didn't even think that they really put a lot of emphasis, emphasis on, on him. They put emphasis yeah. on her. So like yeah, but she's been blowing up. So it's gonna be a convert. It's gonna be something that comes up with this film. That's something I'm gonna just be watching, in terms yeah. of the tea. So, but you know, the two biggest trailers we talked about it last week, the Matrix trailer was released. Um, fire! It's pretty fire. It's definitely better than any of the other Matrix sequels. This yeah. is like this is this is Matrix made with today's technology, which is the way it should have always been. And this is Matrix saying, "Hey, Halloween cut their sequels and they're going back to the first one." We're going to do that. I'm interested in how they do that. Like, did was Matrix in all of the things, Neo's hallucinations, did it really happen? What's he doing in the real world? What's up with fucking my guy from Mindhunter, Jonathan Groff? I love yeah. Morpheus, Yahya Abdul-Mahin. I love Jessica Henwick with the purple hair. What's up? I mean, the blue hair. What's up with uh, Trinity? Like, I have so many questions about this. Shout out to uh, Lana Wachowski. And because uh, it's just her directing it, and it's her and her sister producing it, but I'm excited for this. I'm excited for this. 
Yeah, it's going to be an event for sure. I think that they really did a good job putting this trailer out, making it really captivating. The Alice in Wonderland theme music was really fitting. But I'll say this. I said this in the Discord. I said that Neo was the one of the most least interesting parts of this trailer. Like Keanu Reeves in his whole John Wick attire, like... Bro. I didn't like that he looked too much like his John. I didn't Wick like character. it. He, it's like that's just his stick. Like he's Matthew McConaughey. Um, um, or he's Ryan Reynolds. Whenever you get a Ryan Reynolds movie, you're getting Deadpool now. And I'm guessing whenever you're getting Keanu Reeves now, you're getting John Wick. And like, that's not Neo, bro. Like I would have liked it, and it still could possibly be the case, but I know it's probably not. Is that he starts off like that, and maybe like what we saw was a majority of the beginning of the movie, and then eventually when he does get back into like his mindset or whatever, he shaves it. I don't see that happening either, but I'll say this. Jessica Henwick, Yaya Abdul-Mahin, Jonathan Groff, those were the things that really interest me in this trailer. Those are the things like, okay, what's going on? Plus, I told you I'd bring this up. It's I'm just saying, we're about to have to have a conversation because when we talk best actors and we talk blockbuster actors, Michael B. Jordan has led that pack Michael B. Jordan about to lose his spot. Yaya Abdul-Mahin coming off of Matrix. He's Morpheus. Uh, he's Dr. Manhattan. He's Black Manta. He's Candyman. Like, Michael B. Jordan, with blockbuster, besides Killmonger, what you got to go up? That's that's four heavy hitters. Yaya's on a run. I don't think he's there yet, but I think it's close. Yeah, Michael B., what'd you say? You said... um. Killmonger, Creed, and I'd say Creed. And Killmonger. Uh, I mean, he is—he yeah, is a uh, uh, which call it the. Um, he's not Jack Ryan. He's a. Uh, but that's that's the, a Amazon Prime original movie. Where uh, uh, Yaya is doing the uh, an HBO series, and you know three franchise big films. Yep, like, like dude was Doctor Manhattan. Now he's fucking Morpheus. Like, what? Crazy. So just put some respect on, on you, Yaya, my guy. I'm putting some respect on your name. He's yeah, up I, there. I, I, buy, I buy in on that take. Look, that's a take. It's going gonna, it's gonna to happen. I'm just saying, Yaya is going to be the blockbuster actor, the, the guy that's closest to Will Smith in, um, like, that... I don't want to say Mark Wahlberg because Will Smith's a better actor. I'm trying to think of, like, a white blockbuster actor. Maybe Bruce Willis, like maybe. No, I think he's. I think he's a better actor than that. Well, no, Johnny Sam, Depp. I guess maybe like Bruce Willis, like early in his career, when Bruce Willis was doing like Twelve Monkeys. And, yeah, in Pulp Fiction. And Pulp and Fiction, Die Hard. You know, doing some movies that weren't just because so- Yaya is definitely a better actor than that. He's like on that Johnny Depp, Will Smith level. Like, like yeah, I do blockbusters, but I can also be like. Yeah, the Will Smith is a pretty pretty good comparison. He can do the franchise well, but I also feel like if he got cast in like some kind of movie that had Oscar implications, he would kill. He it. could do it, yeah. Like yeah. like whereas Will Smith couldn't be Django, Yaya definitely could be Django, like one hundred percent. Like funny enough, I will. I'm I'm kind of hoping for they they keep talking about this Training Day prequel, Training Day prequel. Maybe Yaya's the guy, like. Though you're like, of course, Jonathan Majors is going to throw his hat in the ring. I'm assuming John David might not want to because he doesn't want to do his dad's thing. But if he does throw his hat in the ring, cool. But I don't want Michael. Like, B. Aren't they? Aren't they like his Denzel's age when he did Training Day? Kinda. 
Yeah, Yaya's a little too old. Yaya's a little too old. JD Dubs yeah. is a little too old. My but I mean, they could do. I, but I mean, like, if we're talking about, yeah, I mean, if we're talking about who Yaya is competing with, I mean, those are the names. Yep, he's in. Like, it, it's great. I love it. He's up there. My man's killing it. So shout out to him. What's other trailer um, we got that people Hawkeye. are hyping up? That's low key mid. Yeah, I mean, I was kind of disappointed about that because that was one of those Marvel series that we had been talking about. We're like, oh, you know, you get Haley Seinfeld. The We're going to talk about, you know, I saw when they were leaning into talking about that Ronin arc. Where they took, I was like, oh, they're going to talk about Ronin? Like, I'm but it's just in his that. enemies from, he's not going back to Ronin. It's just the enemies he made are now chasing Haley Seinfeld. And he's trying to save her and regain the Hawkeye mantle. Feels like it's just like the whole Christmas thing makes it feel really seasonal, especially because it's coming out right around Christmas. It's like, it, does this series have staying power for someone who catches it later down the line? And is Florence Pugh gonna show up in this? I guess she better than that. No, but I, I mean, like, the, just the overall tone of this doesn't really feel like it fits anybody involved. I agree. Like I feel I like it's too. I feel like it's too kitty and light for Haley Seinfeld because she could be serious. She could take it really serious, and I feel like um, what Jeremy Renner is being the Jeremy Renner Jeremy Hawkeye Renner. of the original yeah. Avengers, and not like a, I mean, I guess a even dark. the original Avengers guy was a little bit dark. Or I guess I'm, I'm yeah, I'm thinking about the original Avengers because he had that stint where he was evil for a second. But like, yeah, I don't know, man. This this I'm Hawkeye. Just, I was unimpressed. I, yeah, I was. I just thought it was mid, super mid. But Matrix best trailer of the week. Shout out to, like I said, shout out to Lena Wachowski. Hawkeye mm, felt like a, a Marvel version attempted Die Hard. Like that's honestly what it felt like. I was like, oh, this is nasty. People are gonna think we're being biased, but I mean, I, you know, you guys can't tell me that. I mean, Marvel people can't tell me that. Like that is like. Blow your socks off. Can't like, wait for that series. It was better than the Aquaman cartoon trailer, if they want me to be honest. Like, that Aquaman cartoon yeah, trailer I mean, was not that great. Like, I mean, like... And, and look, I think right now, if I had to rank superhero stuff that come out this year, I would say it's Suicide Squad 1, Falcon Winter Soldier 2, Shang-Chi 3. Like, they're, they're, they're right there. For right now. I mean, we got Eternals and Spider-Man. Yeah, we got Eternals and Spider-Man. See if that passes it up. And I'm excited for that Peacemaker show, but I digress. Yeah, yeah. Next up, Justice Smith, Idris Elba, Taylor Page will star in We will star in We All Die Young, a drama that Hamilton star David Diggs and writer of Blind Spotting David Diggs has scripted for Jake Schreer to direct. Schreer directed Robot and Frank and Paper Towns and has worked closely with such rappers as Kanye West and Chance the Rapper. Based on a story by Diggs and Chinika Hodge, the film focused on Marcus Smith, a rapper in the midst of Breaking Big and undertaking the biggest live tour anyone has ever seen. At the same time, he's under pressure to make new music and is hopelessly blocked. The film follows a rapper who reaches the ripe old age of 25, which in rap years, if you ask any of us who participate in the culture, starts to feel like you're entering a different era. Diggs told Deadline he's had regional success, but when we meet him, he's on the verge of the biggest crossover hit and is going to become a bona fide superstar. The life he's leading 
is at odds with everything he grew up living. There's a cognitive dissonance between where you grew up and where you find yourself and where you start to wonder why and how you got to this place. It's not unique to rappers, but when you talk to these young kids who are blowing up real fast, you start to realize this is a dilemma they deal with, how to speak to the culture they come from, life they're living, our character's at a place where he can't create anymore. Could be good. Just, just can Justice Smith pull it off? That's the only thing. That's the question. Justice Smith is like in this range where like after he did Pokemon, it's like, do we believe him as anything anymore? Yeah, just I don't know if I'm buying lighthearted Justice Smith, but maybe that's why I need to watch his voyeur movie where he's jerking off to watching these people have sex across the street. Now, like if he played like the one thing that makes me feel a little bit good about this role is because of the get down. But I mean, how far off of the get down? He was the nerd in the get down anyway. Like the cool guy was Shmeek Moore. Yes, I mean, why didn't Shmeek Moore get this role? Is a good question. Why? There's a lot of people I could think. Shmeek Moore. I could think Joey Badass. I could think um, um, the guy from uh, Moon uh, from Moonlight, the second guy who's in the Wu Tang uh, story right now. He's great. Like there's there's a lot of people I think could have got this over. Justice Smith, but, you know. Yeah, it's kind of a questionable casting, in my opinion. I agree. Next up, uh, and something I was shocked about, Anthony Mackie signed on for the lead role in the Twisted Metal live-action series currently in the works at Sony Pictures. Sony was like, hey, you're Falcon. You got power. You want to be in Twisted Metal? He was like, sure. The, uh, the, they're developing a based on the Twisted Metal vehicle, vehicular combat game, the first of which was released in 1995. The new series, which was first announced, is being developed in February, is described as an action comedy based on the original tet- take by Rhett Reese and Paul Wernick, the writers behind Deadpool films and Zombieland. The show's about a motor mouth outside John D, I mean John Doe, who is offered a chance at to better his life, but only if he can successfully deliver a mysterious package across a post-apocalyptic wasteland with the help of a trigger-happy car thief. He'll face savage marauders driving vehicles of destruction and others' dangers of the open road, including a deranged clown named who draw a deranged clown named who drives an all-too-familiar ice truck, whose fans of the game know as Sweet Tooth. Oh, so he's not Sweet Tooth. He's like trying to escape Sweet Tooth. That's what I was wondering. Yeah. So this is going to be like some Mad Max horror-style escape it, type It sounds game. like Mad Max, but the Deadpool writers are going to write it. So it's going to be like, yeah. they're going to be hanging out at the car being like, oh, no. <laughs> this might be okay. I don't know. I need to see a trailer first for this. Anthony Mackie and Sweet Tooth. I thought he was going to be Sweet Tooth, but then reading that, I was like, oh, he's not. Who's, so yeah, who's going to play interested? Sweet Tooth? And like, That's you the thing. You, you got to wear a clown mask to put on some clown stuff again. You gotta have a clown mask and flame, a flame head CGI, so we're gonna see. I mean, like after Mad Max Fury Road, I mean, it just feels like it's Mad Max Fury Road. It does. Different. It does. So, Next up, we, we got Keegan Michael Key has been cast in Wonka alongside Timothy Chalamet in an undefined role. Is he gonna be um, Slugworth? Slughorn? Who's Slughorn? You don't remember from the original Willy Wonka, the guy that's like. Charlie, give me the everlasting gobstopper. But he actually worked for Wonka. It was his partner. It was Slug, Slugworth. Slughorn. Oh, I don't remember, man. Was that in the Johnny Depp one? No, that was in the uh, Gene Wilder one. I would never yeah, reference the Johnny Depp one. Yeah, I'm, 
That's why I thought you we were talking about because I don't remember that. I haven't really watched a Johnny Depp or one. Slughorn, Slugworth. If you out there know who I'm talking about, let me know because I'm not crazy. Shout out to shout out to Slughorn. But you know, good for Keegan Michael Key. Yeah, I mean, if that guy is, works closely with Willy Wonka, then I assume that might be the role because I think like since he's the second, you know, top build guy right now, I assume. That um, yeah, Slugworth is the guy. Mm-hmm. Oh, so that's who he's so playing. Oh. He's, he's gonna play a big role, you know. Yeah, we shall see. Next up, Christopher Nolan's World War II film about J. Robert Oppenheimer and the development of the atomic bomb will not be made at Warner Brothers. It will be made at Universal Studios, marking the first time in nearly two decades he has not worked with Warner Brothers. He uh, he was asking for some ridiculous stuff. Hold on, I got the I got the tweet right here. Cause I said, yeah, when was, you popping, you get what you want. Yeah, I mean, he, he was he pretty upset for, with Warner Brothers and everything I have with Tenant. With Tenant in the HBO Max thing, he got total creative control, twenty percent of first dollar growth. This is the thing that Warner Brothers wouldn't give him that Universal is a hundred to hundred and thirty day exclusive theatrical window. It's gonna be in the movies for hundred and thirty days, which is nuts. In a blackout period where the studio will not release another movie three weeks before. And after, so while it's out for 130 days, for the first three weeks it's out, you can't release nothing. And for the first final three weeks of the 130 days, you can't release nothing. When you well, it's not like they've been releasing much anyway. When you pop in, you get what you want. Universal said, wait, what? Christopher Nolan? Yes, sir, we just lost James Bond. Let's go. Yeah, hey. I mean, I guess, it, you know, it's huge for Universal. Uh, you know, Warner Brothers really didn't hurt that that much by this. Nah, it's it like, doesn't hurt Warner Brothers as much. It's a it's a loss, but not crazy, crazy of a loss. Now they can't. Well, lose plus, movies. like you know, with this atomic bomb movie, like how many times have we seen this story to been told? I've seen a, I've watched a, a, a series about this. You know, I just, I just don't think that like this is going to be a breakout Nolan film where it's like, oh my gosh, like you guys missed out on like. What They're talking about Killian Nolan's Murphy's going to be the movie. lead. Yeah, I mean that'd be good, but it's just like. You know, I I don't know why he's trying to do some historical BS about a story that's been told instead of Tenet two a few times. Like we're not even Tenet two, just like another original. I mean, like that's kind of what he's his bag has been. Besides the Batman trilogy, has been like these original, really unique stories. Memento, Interstellar. Dunkirk just meant a lot to him going back into the war. So I mean, he's just doing. I that guess thing. yeah. I'm, I'm with you. I, I don't want another Tarantino. I mean, another um, not Tarantino. I would I would love a Tarantino war film. But a Nolan war film, yeah, I don't know if I want that. But Warner well, I mean, Brothers, this really isn't a war film either. It's it's going to be about the, the bomb, these guys, the these the scientists bomb, yeah. in the desert, and you know, build, building the atomic bomb, and all the conversations about like morality, probably. Yeah, and that's that's what it's going to be. But that doesn't seem like a Nolan movie. Like that's what I'm saying. Like so, so it's like okay, it's not, is this going like, to be his Schindler's fine, List? Go. Like I don't know. I don't Crazy. Know. Ooh, something I'm not excited about. I'm more excited about the Nolan news than this. The Fresh <laughs> Prince reboot at Peacock filled out its main cast. The upcoming series known as Bel Air has added eight actors who will star along previously announced series lead Jabari Banks in the role of Will. The new cast members are Adrian Holmes as Philip Banks, Cassandra Freeman as Vivian Banks, Oli Shalantan from as Carlton Banks, Coco Jones as Hillary Banks, Akira Akbar. As Ashley Banks, Jimmy Akingbola as Jeffrey, Jordanelle Jones as Jazz, Simone Joy Jones as Lisa. 
this don't sound like this about to work. You casting Lisa already? Like, you got you got Jazz. It, like, what? Jazz only worked because that was Will's friend in real life. Like, what are we doing? Also, Will's not in this. I don't know. I don't know if I'm right. But he's put a stamp this. of approval on it. I think he has some behind the scenes role. Yeah, he does. But like, yeesh. But I mean, this I'm is this is Fresh this. Prince. You know, you might as well put this on the CW and say and put it in the Riverdale universe. Like, I mean, this is what it feels like to me is that they're just going to be trying to like bank off a, a previous name. idea and take it into their own way and make it dramatic. And I just, I, you know, and they I didn't really put anyone's that. name out there that really popped. So it's like, you know, you got no other draw besides the fact that it's a, a reboot to Fresh Prince. So I just don't, I, I, you know, was this going to be It seems like it's about to be Gossipy Pre- Girl. It's going to be Gossip Girl, One Tree Hill, Fresh Prince. That's why I feel like I'm with you, CW. And, and the fact that NBC is not even putting it on their network. And putting it on Peacock, shows. that shows how much faith they have in that. Yeah. Next up, we got okay. Disney Plus released a new list of voice actors added to the cast of The Proud Family, Louder and Proud, premiering in 2022. Among the new stars added to the cast, Proud Family, are they're adding are Lizzo, Lil Nas X, Chance the Rapper, Normani, Leslie Odom Jr., Tiffany Haddish, Lena Waithe, Anthony Anderson, Gabrielle Union, Debbie Allen, James Pickens Jr., Courtney B. Vance, Jane Lynch, Marcy Martin, Jaden Smith, Glenn Turman, Lamorne Morris, Brenda Song, Tina Knowles, Eva, Eva Longoria, Holly Robertson, Pete, Al Roker, Bretman Rock, Gabby Douglas, and Lori Hernandez. Additional recruiting stars include Asante Black as Penny's boyfriend, Kareem, Artist DuBose, a.k.a. A Boogie with the Hoodie as Maya's brother, Francis KG, Liebenwitz Jenkins. Good for A Boogie with the Hoodie. That's huge. Uh, Raquel Lee Boyle reprising her role as Nubia Gross, and Marcus T. Polk reprising her role as Penny's classman, Myron. Look, this is dope because I'm gonna be honest. If I was popping like any of these people, I would want to be in the Prod Family voice at cast. Like, if if you are an African American or someone of Latino descent, like you want to be in this show because like this was that cartoon for like that era of people. So like, I, I, I rock think, with seeing this type of cast. And I think like seeing the amount of people and big stars that want to attach their name to it, I think they're gonna do some justice to the series. I don't really know. I mean, they said they were going to pick it up right where it left off, kind of. So it's going to be, like, no time skips, no anything like that. So I think you can just really kind of just do what you were doing already, but, like, throw in okay. a mixture. Yeah. I, I'd be interested to see if some of the people who bring in the uh, – some of the names that come in, like, let's say Little Nas X or Chance the Rapper, for example, is if they're going to play characters that are satire themselves. Or themselves. Yeah. Because, like, I don't feel like they're going to come in and be Chance the Rapper on the show, but, like, you know how, like – some of the characters represented other characters in real life. Like, Magic Johnson, Wizard Kelly, that type of shit. Exactly. So, like, they would be, you know, Chance the Rapper, I don't know what his name would be, but it'd be, like, someone that is, like, Chance the Rapper. but The rapper in Chance. real life. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's going to be interesting, but I'm excited for it. Yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a pretty good move. I think, um, I think I'd watch this, for sure. I'm going to definitely See? give it at least the first three on Disney+. Plus. Yeah. Um, but I'm gonna go through some smaller stories. There's a lot. There's a lot, but we don't have to spend too much time on all of it. So, ten years after mixed martial arts drama Warrior was released in theaters, a sequel TV series is being developed. The new series titled Warriors won't be a direct sequel to the film. Um, the story will follow our uh, four new characters: two male fighters, two female fighters, competing in Sparta MMA tournament. 
uh, the director O'Connor revealed that he's cast former UFC light heavyweight and heavyweight champion Daniel Cormier uh, for one of the roles. He'll play Bobby Watkins, a Houston fighter who's trying to pull his family out of poverty. Did you watch Warrior? I did. It was a good movie. Yeah, with Tom Hardy? Yep. So I think this this could be a series that works. Um, don't really know who's going to pick it up. Yeah, and but, I don't know like if Daniel Cormier's acting chops like m- match with Tom Hardy did in Warrior, but we'll see. I mean, he is one of four people, so like maybe True, they're... he might not be the main main guy. Yeah. If so, James Harrison we'll can do what he's doing in Heels, Daniel Cormier should be able to do do that in Warrior. That's a fair point. So, um, so we'll see how it goes with that. I'd be interested to see a trailer and also where it ends the rest up, of the where, where it ends up landing. That too. Yeah. Uh, so Netflix announced an, a series order for Grendel based on Matt uh, Wagner's Dark Horse Entertainment comic book series of the same name. Abukar Ali will star, among others. Grendel follows Hunter Rose, played by Ali, a fencer, writer, and assassin who fights organized crime in New York to avenge the death of a lost love until he ends up taking over the crime scene himself. A lot of people... Yo, I hear this is amazing. People have been telling me, Lynn, you talk about 100 Bullets, but you need to get on Grendel. I hear this is great. I'm going to read this. Netflix, don't mess it up, because I hear it's amazing. This is one thing where, like, when I do see a name that I don't really recognize, really, for a property that I don't really recognize, I'm kind of excited about it, because they could be taking special liberty to it. Liberties, yeah. You know, not trying to over overshadow it with big names. You know, it, it's similar to what with with Cowboy Bebop. I would have been fine with Cowboy Bebop if they would give me three names I didn't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, as long as you're focused on like the story and and the IP, and, then like yeah. I don't care who you cast because obviously you're you're trying to make it as true to form. So I exactly. you know I think this sounds like a really interesting series. Oh no, that I'm Netflix excited for really this. Hit a home run on. Yeah. This could be big. This could be this could be the thing that they've been waiting for. So excited to see some more from Grendel. So next up, Matthew Lopez, the Tony-nominated playwright of The Inheritance, has been hired to write a reimagining of the iconic Whitney Houston film The Bodyguard at Warner Brothers. The new movie will be inspired by the 1992 romantic drama, which starred Houston and Kevin Costner. Cool. Cool. Yeah, that's um, all I got. Wasn't a wasn't a bad a bad movie, so if they want to redo that, I can see it happening. Being in a more modern tale, I can see how that would work. So Bryce Dallas Howard is set to direct and produce Walt Disney Studios reboot of Flight of the Navigator, which reimagines the original nineteen eighty six film with a female lead. The new movie, which marks Howard's featured directorial debut, is slated to premiere exclusively on Disney Plus. The original Flight of the Navigator was directed by Randall Kleiss and written by Mark H. Baker. The family sci-fi adventure film followed 12-year-old David Freeman who goes unconscious after falling down in the woods only to get abducted by an alien spaceship that transports him from 1978 to 1986. David spends the film trying to reunite with his family but gets entangled with the police and NASA along the way. We'd be interested to see the liberties that they take with that. I could see that being Similar story with a female lead falls mm-hmm. in the 90s, gets brought into 2000. closer to present day. Yeah. And Bryce Dallas Howard has been under the Disney umbrella work and directing Mandalorian, so she served her time. 
Yeah, so they, you know they're trying to make some more projects. You know the apps. They're you know we talked about how they were going to remake the Rocketeer. Now they're going to remake this movie. I think this serves as a good purpose for Disney Plus to kind of like take some old properties that the new age Disney kids don't really know about, bring them in and make them refreshed. Mm-hmm. You know, similar to what they've done with the the Turner and Hooch series. Like, not a lot of kids know about like the Turner and Hooch movie reintroduce it as a series bring a new life so i think that it's a good idea that disney plus is doing that would like to see some more original content though true uh, emily d chanel not zoe d chanel is a star to is set to star in a new netflix limited series based on the book devil in ohio d chanel will play the lead in the series which is based on the book of the same name and and is inspired by a true story in the series, when hospital psychiatrist Dr. Suzanne Mathis shelters a mysterious cult escapee, her world is turned upside down as the strange girl's arrival threatens to tear her own family apart. The series is currently in production in Vancouver. Netflix ordered eight 45-minute episodes. Sounds pretty good. Could be pretty good. I haven't seen Emily Chanel do anything since Bones, so I'm excited to see her back on uh, back the on crime TV. Wave. So. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. Uh, I don't know. Have you been watching Clickbait? No, I have not. Uh, my girlfriend's been watching it. She's really liked it. I've watched the first few episodes. It's all right. Um, people have been saying it's like, like a, people love it on Twitter. I mean, it's it's pretty good. I mean, I haven't. I've only watched two episodes of it. Okay. So I can't really say like how deep into the mystery I've gotten, but you know, this could be something that could maybe hit similar vein. I'd like to see a yeah, trailer. Do something similar to, to what that's doing for sure. Yeah. Um, Hillary Swank is set to star in a drama from Tom McCarthy that has been ordered to pilot at ABC. And in, uh, in the untitled series, a star journalist played by Swank moves to Alaska for a fresh start after a career killing misstep and finds redemption personally and professionally joining a daily Metro newspaper in Anchorage. Tom McCarthy, great writer. Known for a lot. You saying it's a snooze fest? <laughs> Bro, I don't want to. I do not care about this in the slightest. It it sounds like Wind River, but with journalism. I guess, yeah. I mean, like, I wish there was, like, a little edge to it. It just sounds like it's going to be, like, Hillary Swank, like, There's got to be a, a murder guy. or something there. No, there's not going to be no murder. There's, I, I feel like she's going to come in there and she's going to try and stir up some stuff with, like, her big city journalist ideals. Be like, oh, there's got to be, like some deep-seated stuff, and then she's going to find out everyone's, like, wholesome. She's going to be like, oh, I love this town. It's rejuvenated my life. I hope it's not like that. I hope it's like she has exactly to solve a murder like. from the press side. Bet- it better be. I hope better so. Be. Uh, Billy Bob Thornton has joined the upcoming Yellowstone prequel series titled 1883. It's going to be out at- exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Thornton joins previously announced cast members Tim McGraw, Faith Hill, and Sam Elliott. The series takes place in the titular year that follows the Dutton family as they embark on a journey through uh, a journey west through the Great Plains toward the last bastion of untamed America. It is described as a stark retelling of Western expansion and an intense study of one of one family fleeing poverty to seek a better future in America's promised land, Montana. Thornton will appear in a guest star role of Marshall Jim Courtright. Nice. Okay. I'm going to check this I've, out. I've, I like Westerns. Lot, 
Yeah, a lot of people have liked Yellowstone. I did a lot of uh, studying in college about Western expansion, so that kind of really interests me. So I would, uh, I definitely check this out. I liked him. I liked Tim McGraw in his roles. He killed it in Four Christmases, and uh, did pretty well on the Blind Side. So I'll watch. Uh, I, I like Sam Elliott and Billy Bob Thornton. Seeing him in something doesn't run me off. Is all I'm saying because like Sam oh. Elliott and Billy Bob Thornton are definitely good names. But like seeing a name like Tim McGraw doesn't run me off. Like, yeah. Like, ah, okay. I'll give he, it a shot. He can do a little something. Yeah. Um. A She-Ra live-action series is in development at Amazon as the project is at, in its very early stages. No writer is currently attached. DreamWorks Animation will serve as executive producer after recently producing the Netflix animated series She-Ra and the Princess of Power. However, the live-action version will be a new standalone story and will not be connected to that animated show on Netflix. In the original 80s animated series, She-Ra's real name was Princess Adora the long-lost twin sister of Prince Adam, a.k.a. He-Man. She was kidnapped as a baby by Hordak of the evil Horde and taken to the planet, planet Etheria, where she was mind-controlled into serving as Force Captain of the Horde. He-Man eventually helped her break the mind control and gave her the Sword of Protection, which allows her to transform into She-Ra and grants her incredible power. Mm, I need to see cast, director, and trailer for me to be interested in this, but... Okay, Amazon's Amazon's going wild with some of their stuff now. Like we were talking about how they were getting really particular and doing certain things, but now they're just taking like all sorts of anything. different things in. Yeah, I don't know about anything, but they're they're really branching out. And but they're and doing the same yeah, time, they're being more adventurous. Let me not say anything. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, they're 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 trying and seeing what sticks at this point. Yep, which is fine because I mean, cause, I mean yeah, you I'm got your staples, you got your staples, so you're just trying to see like what other staples can you build. Yeah, like, kind of like mixed. what they did with Panic. Like they put out Panic. Panic seemed like a, an interesting concept. Didn't work. It's fine. So, but you yeah, throw out Jack of... Ryan. It works. Your staple. You got the boys. Your staple. Lord of the Rings is about to be a staple. So you got some you things. Know, uh, like they threw like back in they threw out Carnival Row. It didn't work out. They threw out Good Omens. I think it's gonna have a season two. Didn't so, really like, work they're... out. But then you still have like the old people loving like um what's that Maisel. show with. Yeah, Ma- Mazel. You got Fleabag. You got a, you got a Fleabag, bunch of shows. Bosh. Um, Bosh, yeah. that's what it was. Mm-hmm. And uh, Flack. Uh, is it Flack? Or something else with Anna Paquin. It's with, Bo- it's with Billy Bob Thornton, too. What, that that's one I'm talking about? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, next, Only Murders in the Building has been renewed for season two at Hulu. I'm watching it right now with my girlfriend. She's kind of lost interest. It's it's not really that great. I was kind I of surprised they were going to bring it back for season two. I'm surprised they didn't just wrap up this thing in season one and make it a miniseries. Snoozer. So. Whatever. CBS announced that Big Brother Celebrity Edition has been renewed for a third season and will premiere February 2022. I know um, you're excited about this. Previous iterations of Big Brother Celebrity, there was one. The first winner was a lady off Broadway, and the second one was Tamar Braxton. Nice. Um, people like Meta World Peace, Omarosa, uh, the lead singer of Sugar Ray, um, Chuck Liddell, have been people who have been on Celebrity Big Brother. It's usually kind of like has been celebrities that jump in, but I would be interested to see who gets cast in the new season. All right. And, you know, in the case of Omarosa, I mean, she had just come off the White House, and they also had, like, Anthony Scaramucci go in there in season two. So, like, the if they 
you know, sometimes they go in there and because they're on a show where they're on camera 24 seven, they say some really interesting stuff about celebrity life, political life, whatever. So it's always interesting to kind of figure out who gets thrown into that mix. Word, I'm going to have to check it out. Ooh, y'all next. Am- Amazon Studios has closed the first look deal with Nandi Asamoah, who produced and starred in Sylvie's Love, as well as his company, I Am 21 Entertainment. Asamoah will develop and produce projects for both theatrical and Amazon Prime video premieres. Good for Nandi Asamoah. Huge for him. I mean, he's stepping on scene. Yep. Furiosa, George Miller's prequel to Mad Max Fury Road won't hit screens till 2024. It got pushed back from its June 20, uh, 23, 2003 release date. Instead, it's going to hit screens Memorial Day of 2024. All right. Not bad. I'm going, kind of going on with that idea of like release dates. Your shirt, Bob's Burgers, they announced that Bob's Burgers will release, I think, May 2022. Yep, the movie's coming. Halloween Kills, the upcoming entry in Universal Slasher franchise, will debut on Peacock on the same day as its theatrical release. It will be available to Peacock Premium subscribers at no extra free, at no extra fee. <laughs> so there you go, Lyndon. Chugga chugga for that one. Peacock, let's go, baby. So Peacock jumping into the same day release as they game. should. Uh, STX Films has closed a deal to premiere its upcoming movie, My Son, a thriller starring James McAvoy and Claire Foy on both Peacock and the Roku channel. I was about to say, the it's on Peacock will... now. Woo! Woo! Oh, is it? Yeah, it is. I saw it today. Oh, yeah, it is. September 15th, yeah. The film will premiere first on Peacock September 15th on its free tier. Months later, it will leave NBC Universal subscription-based service and only be available to stream free on the Roku channel on December 15th. My son follows a man, played by James McAvoy, who travels to the town where his ex-wife, Claire Foy, lives after their only child goes missing. McAvoy's role was entirely improvised. He wasn't given a script or dialogue in an effort to invoke an honest portrayal of a person whose life is clouded by mystery. I'm going to watch this. I'm going to check it out. This sounds good. I want to watch it just for the sheer fact that that's like the gimmick. Like, How Mm -hmm. did this man just like act a whole movie within a script? Hey, he did it with he did glad like he was he was split man he did it in split I'll check him out in this. Mac like this is one of those things where like chops. if he if he if he pulls off and makes a good movie doing this concept like how does this not get some kind of trophy? Exactly, no great point. That's got to be best actor. Like Screw stuff like movie, this is like what what, what makes what makes me think like you know those award based things are just BS because like if a man can go in and do an entire movie with no script and it be successful. Then like that man deserves a trophy. Like, yeah, I agree with that. That's performance. That's uh, okay. Helen Mirren is set to host the four-part Harry Potter Wizarding World competition event. Helen Weird. Mirren do anything for a check. Weird. One thing I will say about Helen Mirren, I discovered this on Hulu this week. Prime Suspect. It's a Good show. Independent, I uh, independent television network is, uh, you know, more notably known as ITN. In England is one, you know, it's BBC and ITN. They're like the two major channels. This is an ITN original series. If you like Law and Order, Prime Suspect is for you. Okay. It's Helen Mirren as a female detective. Six seasons. I'm watching each. That. 
each season is two episodes, but each episode is an hour and 30 minutes. So it's like too many movies for a season. And um, they tell some pretty compelling stories. The first one is a, is a you know, serial killer. Don't say no more. I'm checking it out. I'm doing this. That sounds great. Yeah, it's it's really good. I've really enjoyed watching the first two seasons. Prime Suspects? Prime Suspect. Checking it out. All right, on Hulu. Bad. On Hulu. Uh, uh, the star of The Bachelor will be an unfamiliar face, but not for long. M- ABC's new leading man for season 26 is Clayton Echard. Though this isn't a formal announcement from The Bachelor, uh, the film crews have been spotted filming in his home in Missouri. If Eacher's name doesn't ring a bell, it's because Bachelor Nation hasn't met him yet. He will be introduced on Michelle's season of The Bachelorette, which premieres October so 19th. So yeah, that's a slight spoiler for Michelle's season. Alright, good for uh, Clayton Eachard. Yeah, he, uh, he played college football for Missouri and played um, professional for the Seattle Seahawks and apparently at some point was a freestyle rapper. That's what I've known about him so far. Okay, Clayton Echard. He looks like a tool. Yeah. <laughs> apparently he's a really nice guy. Oh, I'm sorry, Clayton Echard. <laughs> well, all right. So, but on the rise. That's all the news we got for this week. It's time to get in the segment where we suggest one movie or TV show that's coming out this week or that is out now that you should check out. Called Movie on the Rise. Schubert, what you got? Because I got to check Netflix. Yeah, I, I also need to check as well. I didn't, I kind of was unprepared for that, but I w- will again say that Prime Suspect is definitely something that people need to, to be on the lookout for. Wait, when's um, October 1st? Oh, we're not close to that? that. Never mind. We're not close to October 1st. I can't use Guilty. Let me keep looking. No. Let me keep looking. I, I guess I could say Eden Zero because that anime is out now on. Uh, I think you said Eden Zero already before, though. I have? Okay, if I have, then I won't say it again. Oh, I got one. Chicago Party Ant coming this Friday. New adult animation on Netflix. I'm checking it out. Oh, nice. Yeah, we definitely talked about that on an earlier show. I would check that out. Um, yep, yeah, Chicago Party Ant. Also, the movie that made it. Oh, no, that's not till October 12th. Never mind. Let me stop. Um, well, I'll just stick with go check out Prime Suspects. Um, and uh, I'm also watching that impeachment series. I'm about to watch the second yeah. episode. Yeah. Oh, wait, I'm tripping. Why the Last Man? We're going to review that next week. Oh, yeah. Why the Last Man? Yeah, that has come out. That's out on Hulu. Hulu has a lot of good FX shows. Like she was talking about the impeachment show. We're going to talk about that because I'm so interested in watching that. Why the Last Man? Those are the two major shows that are out right now. Yes, yes. I don't know if impeachment's on Hulu, actually. I've been having to record it on YouTube TV and watching VOD on YouTube TV. Oh, FX hasn't put it on Hulu yet? I don't think so. I think they're going to wait. Ooh, so I'm gonna have to watch it on. Okay, I'm gonna have to watch it but on. But why the last man? I I've seen on the commercials is supposed to go on Hulu. They have the first three episodes on Hulu right now. There you go. There you go. I just haven't so, watched it yet. We're gonna review it next week though. Don't you worry. So we'll talk about all that. But um, impeachment episode first. The first one was really great. So ooh, I gotta watch it because you know I'm supporting my girl Beanie Feldstein. Yeah, and I mean it's an American crime story, and they have. 
they had two big time hits, so you can only assume that it's going to continue. Are, are we about to like deep dive Kate? Because like I like Kate, but like Kate was just a typical action movie. I don't think we have to deep dive it, but I'm definitely talk a little bit surface of it. Like um, I like the car scene. I told you this off air. I think Kate is the perfect example of taking the anime aesthetic and making it into live action. I think Kate could have been like she could have been in the Black Lagoon universe as someone that was Revy's former like associate. And I'd believe that like the organization was very anime ass. The fact of like the training was anime ass. I loved it all. The, the, the shot I mean, of him in the car driving the was great. Tokyo backdrop kind of gives, puts you in those vibes too. Mm-hmm. The Yakuza, um, it just worked. It worked the as a Yakuza, movie. The use of colors and setting and all and that. Like how they didn't and, cop out. Like she had to die. Yeah, they didn't. Yeah, they didn't cop that out. I thought that the the young actress uh, Miku Patricia Martineau played. She did a, really a great good job. job as Annie. She did. What else have I seen her in? Uh, that I, I guess don't that's know. it. Woody Harrelson yeah, did a it. solid job. Woody Harrelson playing the same character as he did in Solo. <laughs> yeah, he did. He was playing the same character he played in No Country for Old Men. He's been doing that role yeah. since then. But, you know, Kate was solid. It was better than Extraction. To me, it was better than Old Guard, but it wasn't nothing to go home about. Yeah, IMDb rating has it at 6.3. I feel like that's pretty fair. I would probably bump it a little higher. Yeah, I'd say it like was 6, a fun 8. ride. It was fun, exactly. Um, but, you know, let's see what they, where they put Extraction, actually. They're probably putting Extraction at an 8, which pisses me off. Yeah, probably so. I mean, I, like you said, I definitely feel like I enjoy this better. Yeah, so they have extraction as a six seven. I feel like that's about where Kate's that's where this should. Like I said, six eight. Kate should be six eight. Extraction is not as good as this. Yeah, and I feel like extraction was like really long, and like there it had that weird Drawn part in the middle out. that was like that lull point. Yeah, and like I feel like Kate like really didn't ever really have that bad of a lull point. If you could say there was one, it was when she went to talk to the old man. But that but was that, needed. But that. But the, yeah, but that was necessary. Because and you find out that that, uh, that that Ringy was backstabbing, and you find no. out about with uh, Woody Harrelson. So yeah, that conversation was needed because then her and the old man team up. That was badass. It was pretty badass. Like this it's movie was solid. Shit. Like I know we're not doing a, a in thorough, thorough deep dive, but y'all should definitely check this movie out. It's really good. Yeah, and I think part of the reason we shouldn't do that is because you know it still is fairly new on Netflix. You definitely should give it a chance to go check it out. Um, there's some really great moments. Mary Elizabeth Winstead showing she's an action actress, man. She can do it. Yeah, I believe it. I mean, I think that she definitely needs to come back and do her DC role. Yeah, for sure. For sure, for sure. Maybe in the Black Canary series she'll pop up. A Maybe. Black Canary I'm, movie. That'd be nice. Black Batgirl. Yeah, we'll see. Who knows? But that's pretty much everything, huh, Shubes? Yeah, that's pretty much everything. Next week we'll uh, Next week we'll, we'll be talk. packed. Yeah, next week we'll be packed more so on the review side. Um, I'll try and lessen the the stories because there was a lot of fluff that I can definitely trim some fat next week. I I don't really think there's a lot of there's too many big trailers that are going to release. So we should be uh, pretty open to talk about heels, Titans, two episodes each. Why the last Um, man thoughts? Why the last man? And And if I get a chance to watch the uh, American crime story, we can talk about that, too. We can wait on that if you want. I mean. Oh, you want to do in the season in the season review? 
We could that do that as an end of season review. I just don't know if like we don't want to get committed to like going week to week with like multiple multiple shows because I just don't know if we're gonna be able to handle but that. But I will say this: Heels and Titans are about to end, huh? Heels is on episode. Th- this week was episode five. Oh well, Titans I, think, I feel like is about to end. And when Titans is supposed to have thirteen episodes. Oh, so damn. I can tell you right now, Titans. I think we were just got done with episode six. We're gonna we're gonna make an executive decision. We're not cutting heels, but seven. If Titans doesn't get better, we're gonna cut Titans. So Titans is uh, this week was episode seven of thirteen. Okay, I'm just saying if we cut Titans for impeachment, I wouldn't be upset. Yeah, maybe. Um, but our OG audience would be upset feels. with us, though. Because we do. Shout out to our OG Titans audience. We'll be back next week. They just got to get better. Because I heard this week was mashed. You were talking oh, this week and, was and, and Heels is on his tail end. They, Heels uh, is almost over? Yeah. We just got done with episode five, which I would say was the best one. IMDb's ratings agree. And um, there's three left. Oh, okay. Impeachment's coming soon. Don't worry. Because. We gotta support our girl Beanie Feldstein. But all right, you guys can find me at LimbyWT, Father Bros Who Think at Bros Who Think. Um, be sure to check out, like I said, Midsummer Run It Back, one of the best running backs we've done. It was an incredible episode. Check that out. Um, check out the Bros Who Think podcast. Check out Anime Talk and the One Piece manga review. Um, like I said, Bros Who Think will be back with me and Schubert doing Bros Who Ball next week. And then we'll be back talking movies here in next week, Heels and Titans and all that good shit. Definitely ready to talk bros with ball because, you know, we just got the NFL season started. Yeah, me and you haven't talked football yet. Yep, I'm excited. There's some good college football this weekend, too, so I have a lot to talk about. Um, But you can catch me on Twitter and Instagram at hubert14, letterboxadambwt. I just, I don't know if I mentioned this before, but I did see Wrath of Man, so I'm going to do a review about that. Nice, did you like it? I did like that. I did like it. Was it was good, I, I told you. It was good. It, it, it kind of reminds me, in a sense, like Kate, where it was like a fun ride and told a good story, but it's not like anything that's like too revolutionary. Nothing to go home about, but I could see it being in the gentleman universe. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. I could see, that'd like, be, crossover coming soon. Yeah, I'd be interested to see if they did something like that. Um, I did I watch anything else movie-wise recently that was good? I think I did. I've been trying to like watch a lot of stuff, but once ever since I found that Prime Suspect show, and I mean like you know to watch a full season of that is a four four hour ordeal. It sounds pretty like, damn good. Like I'm that like if I'm going check that out ASAP. I'll at least have episode one done by next week. I, I will say the first two seasons are like before we were born ninety, so like the, the pace is slow. I like that type of so, shit though. That's my bag. And and it is British television, so it can be dry and there's not a lot of background music. So like Hey, I'm with it. That's my bag. I'm but with it. Is, I'm with it, it is for sure detective drama. I'm with it. Let's get it. But oh uh, yeah, man, solid. All right. Well, I hope everyone enjoyed this episode of the Bros Who Binge Podcast. Check us out next week. Look back for our last week's episode where we reviewed Shang-Chi if you've just gotten around to seeing it. Um, and like Lyndon said on the front half, make sure you check out the most recent Run It Back where we talk about Midsommar. And um, so everyone out there, have a great week. 
And as always, catch us next week. Keep binging.